Welcome to That's Why Podcast with Patricia and Anna, the show where we arouse your curiosity while we dull your senses. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Swan. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I got to hang out with you on Saturday. Yes, it, we did. That yes. was an experience we'll have to talk about at some point. It was a good girls' night out, though, you know, yeah, got everybody yeah. together. Stayed at mm-hmm. the Grand America yes. in Salt Lake City. Never been there before. I mean, I've only been there for events or weddings, but I've never stayed in, in a room. For me, it's a little bit too gaudy with the gold embellishments, but you can see a lot of money was put into that place. <coughs> oh I, think, gosh, I think it's fancy. It's a, a little bougie. Room. Yes. Not going to lie. <laughs> yes. I even asked you because, okay, so she was so kind to treat me for my, my birthday and uh, my experience got ruined. We'll have to cover that in another, another episode. But uh, point being that... I'm like, uh, how much did you pay for this room? And she's like, oh, we all split it. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I was like, I didn't know you had that kind of money. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that kind of money. Only when I split it with four of the women. (laughs) So today we have some shout outs that we'd like to say. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I want to do a big shout out or give a big shout out to my friend, Alison Schlichter. I love this woman. She's amazing. I really have wonderful debates with her. And she did a whole video on TikTok about listening to our show and uh, and how she felt like she was hanging out with us all day. And that's what we want this show to be like, right? Like you're chilling with these two girls that are talking and just shooting <laughs> and maybe learn and laugh and be entertained at that time. But I really appreciated her doing that. So thank you so much. Yes, Allison. thank you. Love you, girl. That was the video we posted on our Instagram. Is that correct? Yes, it's on our Instagram yes. at That's Why Show. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's so cute. And I think we would like to do a meetup with women talking about topics and then having yeah. everything recorded. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, that's on, in the making for the future. Yes. So we're excited about that. Stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> and we would also like to give a shout out to my cousin D. What's up, D? Thank you. And D did say something on my Facebook. That's why we're bringing her up. She did. She responded to a quote, sometimes you don't realize how fucked up someone treated you until you explain it to someone else. Uh, Her response was that that would be a good topic for our show. But then given that quote, I was like, well, what would you call it? And she said, revelation. So that is so, up and coming. That's an up and coming show now. Yes. Thank you, Dee. Thank you, Dee. Today's topic is something that I have not heard about in other podcasts, and I thought it would be good for us to delve into. Mm-hmm. Is it delve? I don't know. I would say delve. dive into. Dive into. But okay, again, thank I don't you. Know. I could be wrong. <laughs> don't listen to me, people. But it's sense, our smell. Yes. And we have five senses. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we have five senses, right? We know that it's sight, hearing, touch, smell, and taste. Usually it goes in that order. But smell itself is the faculty of power of perceiving odors or scents by means of the origins in the nose, also called olfactory. Having said that, scent is so powerful, just like all our other senses, but it can control your mood. And we have what's called pattern recognition or retention of the brain. And we can predict certain things based on what we smell. And we know that there's a sequence of events. Let's say that you're cooking something and you know that whatever stage you are in cooking this thing, 
the next smell is going to be just like when you're preparing seasonings and then you fuse them all together. It creates an experience, but smell is so powerful that your tongue might be responsible for taste, like something being salty, sweet, or, or sour, but it's your olfactory senses that are in charge of the distinctions that your tongue goes through. For example, the difference between brie and uh, camomile. Um, Camembert? Camembert cheese? Yeah, camembert cheese. And do you know that the difference between those two is actually detected by your smell and not by your tongue? I believe it. I, I was really like astonished at that because... That's why we have that kind of reaction <laughs> when you smell bread, right? Oh, yes. Fre- who does not like fresh baked oh. bread? And I'm sure that there are people who don't like coffee, but that smell of coffee, like it really exudes like a certain emotion. So it controls, there's good odors and there's bad odors. I would say coffee and bread is in the good category. What Agree. About you? I love coffee and bread. Right. When I was younger, even in kindergarten, my grandma would make me coffee with condensed milk mm. and then with ah. French bread and butter. <gasps> yeah. Girl. So, is I she mean, Dominican? <laughs> but you know, isn't it nuts? Like I drank coffee when I was four years old mm-hmm. and it was just, you know, tradition. Exactly. But then in America, they're like, don't drink coffee till you're older. And you know what reminds me of my grandma? Tiger bomb and mothballs and fish sauce mothballs that smell <laughs> wow all three of those i'm like grandma and it's isn't so, that fa- and isn't it takes it, you somewhere in your mind does. right i'm like oh fish sauce mothballs yes. and tiger bomb Ooh. okay so that's good in your mind in someone might mind. think mothballs but <laughs> so some good uh sense i would say like i said baking bread flowers peppermint Ooh. uh when you pass by a certain restaurant bad smells uh you know probably when someone's passing gas uh sour milk people's private parts that may not be (laughs) very hygienic i'm sorry am i painting a picture for you guys sorry smell is so key to our survival to our well-being for example i didn't know this my husband told me this that gas, you know, when you turn on your stove, actually there's a smell that's added. That's not... That's correct. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it smells like gas, thinking that that's just natural. No, it was added and it was added as a foul smell Mm -hmm. to alert us, right? Mm -hmm. That it's dangerous to have the gas on and light up a cigarette three hours later. And you know what I mean? Like you... So certain smells are, are, are really important and they warn us of danger. But then also like, for example... If obviously if someone's vomiting, that's not a good thing, right? So right. if you smell vomit, it's an alert that there's something awry in the body and it's trying to, you know, expel it and therefore you need to but it's so like that that moms, mothers, that's why my sense of smell got a lot it was a lot more heightened after kids. Because if my kid threw up or if they were stinky, I would immediately attend to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. No, so, something's wrong. Exactly. Remember when everybody had COVID? Did you lose your sense of taste and smell? Absolutely. I couldn't cook anymore because I was salting everything. And it's funny because my husband was like, really? And I'm like, no, really. I have no sense of taste or smell. And it took me, I want to say a few months. So definitely four weeks. That's but it was so over sad. That. Did you lose? 24 hours. Just 24 hours? Yes. For, oh, but, no. but in those 24 hours, the only thing I ate were salt and vinegar chips. 
Because I could oh, taste it. <laughs> absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's interesting. 24 hours. I've mm-hmm. never. It was after, remember you and I went to eat dim sum. And then after I came home, I was like, I can't taste anything. Oh, wait, was that you? Oh no, I apologize. Are you I went to eat. confusing me with some other I'm bitch? S- I'm <laughs> Annie, the pregnant one. Oh, sorry, Annie. <laughs> I apologize. I went to go eat dim sum with her and mm-hmm. Rachel and Peter. Then I lost my sense of taste. But it was so fast because I went to eat dim sum, went home, and then I was like, oh, I want to eat a dumpling. Took it out of the container. Within the 10-minute drive coming home, I couldn't taste anything. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. And it does affect you. Like, I thought to myself when that happened to me, like, let's pretend that it never came back. My quality of life would deteriorate. Don't you think if you didn't have sense of taste and smell, you would eat less? I felt like I wanted to eat more to achieve some type of flavor in my tongue. Oh, it was a vendetta for you. Like I was like, okay, what if I eat this? What if I eat this? But everybody was like, if you lose your taste and smell, then you lose your appetite. Really? It didn't work for me in in those 24 hours. (laughs) Um, Well, I've heard that about people, like if they go down on someone and they don't smell good, they're like, I'll never do that again. (laughs) (laughs) That's a scary So you could lose your appetite for some things, obviously, but not for (laughs) others. Do you remember, I'm sorry, I relay everything to sex. But do you yeah. remember when I told you about when I was in the other room at the hotel and the other room had a prostitute? Oh, yes, I, yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh. And then the prostitute was telling the guy in the room, she was like, yeah, I had this experience going down on a guy and it smelled and tasted like cheese oh, and God. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, oh. my God. But I think that that's why people, like, when you have an experience and and it's so strong like that, right? Like, every time. Oh, and we have a story about that later. But your sense of smell can take you somewhere and it can also help you relive traumas that you've been through. Oh, another thing I've noticed. You walk into a room, it's a classroom, and you're like, whoa, it's Mm. funky Mm. in here, a little musky, Mm -hmm. you know? And then you want to probably barf when when you first walked in. But what, 15, 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, it's not bugging me as much. Yeah, you acclimate Mm -hmm. to the sense. I love that about our bodies because Mm -hmm. obviously we need that. Can you imagine? You wouldn't be able to go anywhere because there's always some scent lurking in the corner waiting, you know? to attack you (laughs) Uh, I I think I told you when I went to Comic-Con last year was it last year but anyway when I went there I walked into the convention center and I was just hit by smell I described it as like stinky body odor or like a library you know like that B.O. bitterness that bookworm smell that's what my girlfriend and I call it there's a bookworm smell that it's Almost a little oily, like, you know. Yes, dirty yeah. hair. Oh, gosh. Yep, yes. I know. Ooh. So I like <laughs> Comic-Con, but not the smell. And then I went to a hot yoga once, and I couldn't stand it. I did one yeah. class, and that was it. That's way too many scents <laughs> in there. Too many pheromones Ooh. blowing at the same time. Ooh. And then this Ooh. guy in front of me, when he left the class, he took his mat, and then when he whiffed the mat, the smell went to me, and it was like sour, stinky feet. I passed out. I was like, Ooh! 
And I'm sorry, people. Here I go again. I know I relate everything to Seinfeld, but there was the Seinfeld episode mm-hmm. <laughs> where this guy, uh, so I think they go to a restaurant and Jerry gave the guy the key for valet. So the guy had like extremely strong B.O. Oh, and I've, and I have experienced that myself with other people. And you know, I'm phobic about my, I mean, I'm always wearing perfume and, and deodorant. And by the way, I, I'm not getting paid for this, but Lumi is the bomb. You introduced me to Lumi. Yes. I don't care what you got going on, Lumi will kill it. Yes. And you can use it as a deodorant. You can Mm -hmm. use it for your feet. You can use it for your privates. It's really amazing. So I experienced that. But anyway, going back to the Seinfeld episode, he, so nothing, nothing would take that smell out of the car. (laughs) And subsequently, it infected the people that were in the car. So it infected Jerry and Elaine. Oh, oh my gosh. And Elaine tried to wash her hair out with um, like tomato sauce. Like everywhere they went, like this B.O. had a life of itself. <laughs> and and it was hilarious. Anyway, I'm like, that's how strong B.O. Have you ever have you ever done that where you go somewhere and no one's around and you're like, someone with bad B.O. was here. Yes. And it just infects the air. When I went to 24 Hour Fitness years ago, there was a guy that worked out and he always smelled like deli meat, cured deli meats. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, prosciutto? <laughs> Salami? <laughs> Which one of the cured meats is yeah. this? So I could smell him. And, uh, and if he left, I knew that nasty. he worked out because he would he leave his there. essence there. Yes, mm-hmm. leave your essence. That's not the essence we want, people. So anyway, scents are powerful for sure. Yes. And did you know that your nostrils will close every couple of hours because some scents work better with faster moving air and some scents work better with slower moving air. And that's why sometimes your nostril will be a little bit, not clogged all the way, but a little bit closed up because it will alternate every couple of hours. The blood will flow to the sinus on your left side or right side and kind of constrict that area. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's your body's way. Your body is in a constant state of regulation, right? Yes. All and the I could time. see it doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on what scent you get. I wonder if it's just, well, it has to be. Remember that whole thing on social media where they put the gold dress and the blue dress and people saw different? Yes. Because ocularly, your, your, your vision, depending on the, I can't remember what those things are called, but everybody has a different amount. I wonder if your scent of smell is like that because I've had people, aside from the phantom smells we just talked about, which are, by the way, is burnt. Like it says that there's four. There's burnt, foul, rotten, and sewage. Those are usually the four that people smell. But the point is, have you been with people that never smell anything? Men have worse smell than women. women I could, have, I could yeah. see that. Like, That's why women are better at wine tasting than men. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. But definitely I know that that's something, especially moms, tend to have a heightened sense of smell after they have babies. Yes. You know? There are different ways to date, right? Yes. Tinder, whatever, those websites. There is a website called smell.dating where you wear a t-shirt for three days and that is how you find your date and i will show you wow smell dating she's looking it up i'm seeing it live it says how it works we send you a t-shirt 
You wear the t-shirt for three days and three nights without deodorant. You return the shirt to us in a prepaid envelope. We send you swatches of t-shirts worn by a selection of other individuals. You smell the samples and tell us who you like. If someone whose smell you like likes the smell of you too, we'll facilitate an exchange of contact information. The rest is up to you. That is so interesting. Yes. Have you been with someone that it doesn't matter how funky they can smell and you know that they don't smell good, but it doesn't smell bad to you? Right. It's got to be something like that, right? Like something in their chemistry is just jiving with yours. Yes. Aside from the fact that you're probably enamored with this person, right? Would (laughs) you date someone based on smell exclusively? Do you think you would try that? I think I would. I think that I'm such a, anybody that knows me, I love that energy, right? That aura and jiving with someone's chemistry. I think that that's what that is. That's chemistry. So yeah, if I were single and I'm like looking and on the prowl, I'd be like, oh, that smells good. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm interested. Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued, right? Those pheromones. Speaking of pheromones, we were discussing how nature is so interesting because there was that study that was done that we were talking about where there were 10 participants, male and 10 female, and they were kind of like coerced to say, okay, smell this for as a potential partner, right? Do you like the scent of this individual without them knowing that some of the the shirts that they were smelling were family members, like their children Mm -hmm. or cousins. I think it was like nine out of 10 times they did not like the scent unless you're kissing cousins. That's a whole different story. (laughs) But um, they did not like, like they were repulsed by the smell of like their children or do you know what I mean? Or their cousins. protection so that way you don't procreate or have incest. Exactly. And so our bodies and even animals are like that too. They don't want to have sex with their brother or sister Mm -hmm. unless it's what they have. If that's all all they have in their environment, right. then of course they would procreate with their siblings. Mm-hmm. But typically they will go to a different area for their territory. Right. But know? I find it interesting that, you know, it's essential. I don't think that it's not important that if your sense of smell doesn't work, who cares? Mm-hmm. I think it's important for many things, for the joys in life and the protection and not procreating with um, the wrong people. It's <laughs> Interesting though, because even though we have the pheromones, we do mask it with perfumes and lavender or whatever we have. When I was doing some research, the perfume industry is $74 billion. That's what they estimate it will be by 2024. The technology that goes into perfume making is incredible because before it's like, okay, we'll take the essence of magnolia and rose. It was more of a pure thing, but now you're mixing it with musk, Mm -hmm. roots and trees and and floral. Yes. Yes. The first, they call it a top note, which is the first impact of the smell. Then there's a middle note, which is the main perfume character. Mm -hmm. The base note is the long-lasting solvents like ethanol or water. 
the largest perfume manufacturer is based in Switzerland. And I want to show, well, I guess you guys will listen to a mm-hmm. clip, but I want to show you a clip <laughs> yeah. of this right here. It's so scientific. It's really amazing what goes into those aromas. It's fun though. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Everything starts with, with a purpose. You have to create with, with purpose. Either you have an idea on your own, or you have a brief from a customer. Briefs can be very different, such as a statement, a poem, or a mood board. One Japanese brand gave Givaudan's perfumers just a one-word brief to work with, black. You always have a narrative to start with, and our work is really to translate this narrative into a fragrance. If I was What would you say this would be if I came to you and I said, I want a perfume, and the word is velvet? Tell me what you, what would you say that is? Well, velvet immediately evokes musky for me, like something that's musky but soft. And what would that be? Gosh, that's a good question. Jasmine-y. Um, have you ever smelled Egyptian musk? Back in the day. Right? Like yeah, that's old. back in the 90s, yes. Um, but with a sweeter scent. Yes. That's what I see velvet as. I feel like you are accurate. So what I said was deep, woody scent, almost like a mahogany teak. Mm. Floral scent, but not a strong rose smell, kind of like a honeysuckle scent uh-huh. with like a vanilla soft yes, finish. Yummy. So I feel like what you said is pretty accurate. Oh, well, okay? listen, that sounded so much sexier than what I said. <laughs> no, I like that. I like okay. your velvet. The next one is polka dots. Polka dots sound sweet, like really sweet. Like I want to say like almost with a, a little pepperminty hit, but maybe that would be more of an undertone. And then, like, a clean, sweet smell. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. So, my description was sugared fruit Mm -hmm. with a light scent of powder. Kind of like baby powder, but um, a very soft hint of a lemon or a citrus. Something like a fruity. But yeah, a sugared fruit. Okay. So, when you said something sweet. Yeah. I think. Isn't that interesting? Because it's playful. It's also very playful. I mean, when you think polka dots. Yes. For sure. All right, now I want you to tell me which is banned and which is still in use. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Castorium is beaver anal secretion. It's still used in schnapps, brandy made with fruit, beaver butt goo, and it has a vanilla raspberry scent and flavor. Musk, animal anal secretions. Ambergris, which is sperm whale secretions, and they'll find it usually in the whale digestive tract found on beaches, naturally occurring Mm. once it's kind of fermented. And then civet, which is the anal secretion from a cat-like animal native to Asia and Africa. So do you think musk is banned or it's still in use? That's the animal anal secretion. So there's a lot of anal going on around here. Yes. Um, And I'm wondering (laughs) what is the the foundation to that? Like, do you know? The musk has that, what you were saying, that deeper woody smell that usually cologne has. Mm -hmm. And that's what they used back then. They would use the animal musk anal gland for that, but then they would use the fats to polish shoes. Mm, Yeah. So they always kind of used the whole animal, especially during like the trappers back in the day mm-hmm. you know with okay. like the fur the uh-huh. fur traders and everything yeah okay before regulation before regulation okay do you think- so the question is do i still think if musk 
uh -huh. banned uh, or do you think it's still in use? I think it's still in use. It's banned. You're kidding. Do you think castorium is banned or still in use? That's the one that's the beaver butt goo and it has the vanilla raspberry scent. I think it's still in use. Yes, yeah. it's still in use. What about ambergris? That's the sperm whale secretion. No, I don't think that's in use. Correct. Banned. Civet, the anal secretion from the cat-like animal. Ooh, still in use. Banned. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so I, I got two out of five? But you know, <laughs> No, I think you got... No, you got half. Three out of five. Yeah. Okay, but I, but I think um, slowly from what I've researched, a lot of the animal products yes. are slowly being banned because mm -hmm. you can synthesize the scents. Just like mm -hmm. you gave me some vegan chicken bouillon that tastes exactly like freaking chicken right? bouillon. I was like, how did they do this? So yeah, you're right. They, they don't need to put the animals through that. Yes. Uh, for, you know. All right. Yeah. And when I went to Honduras, we went to an animal sanctuary and I was with Susan and Deb. Mm -hmm. Susan is your sister-in-law yes. and Deb is her sister. When we were there, they said, don't touch the monkeys, don't approach them. They need to approach you just for safety. And they can be territorial and violent. If you approach a monkey, all of them will think that they're, that you're aggressive, right, right. you know? So I was just sitting there and a monkey came up to me and I got to hold it and it smelled like teen spirit. No, I'm just it, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I would have been like, no. Yeah. Um, it smelled like nuts and berries. Isn't that interesting? Like roasted nuts, almost like Christmas time with wow. a hint of nutmeg, kind of like that really spicy undertone and i can't even imagine a monkey smelling like no that. it smelled delicious and you the fur was so soft it was so cute but yes i was surprised at how good it smelled now you know what would be fascinating if you would have been able to smell the other ones and if they didn't smell the same if that one gravitated towards you because you jived with their chemistry that's true you know and I maybe mean? the other one smelled like poop yeah or vomit not, not, yeah <laughs> oh gosh yes so there was a girl that was abused at home and when she would be punished she would be stuck they would stick her underneath the sink in the kitchen as punishment for hours and that's where her mother would keep the pledge and oh, of course after years and years of that she was traumatized when she would go to people's homes, if they used pledge, you know, back in the day, pledge was the big deal. Mm -hmm. That was the thing to use. She would have like a physical reaction. Um, so forever, she can't smell anything that smells like pledge or anything lemony would trigger that emotion. Trauma. That trauma. Absolutely. Whoa. That's how powerful that is. And that probably might stay with her forever. Right. Because who knows what she had to. Can you imagine locking your kid or even your dog underneath the oh, kitchen sink to punish them that's so sad but that's how powerful the retention and the power of our sense they're triggered by our environment and mm -hmm. our experiences and we retain that to the core for mm -hmm. sure now that she always smells this lemon scent and it triggers her to be right. back at traumatized, and, yeah, traumatized. Yeah. i wonder if it would help to do the exposure therapy and be in an environment where you have the lemons on a table or you know like nice like bright 
place or you're outside with friends and you have the lemon bowl and you're drinking lemonade and you're smelling the sea And you air. redirect your brain to not always go there when you are triggered by the smell. Exactly. Yeah. I, I wonder that if that helpful. could help her, you know? I wonder too. And yeah. I bet you that that would be helpful. Um, facing your fears. Yes. Now, I did want to say something that's really important because I went through this for quite some time. I was suffering from phantom smells. It's called phantasmia. And basically, that is so hard to diagnose. It was I was listening to a video on with the Mayo Clinic and they were saying that it's a biochemical condition in the brain and that it usually takes you one to seven physicians to have it diagnosed. Holy moly. But I want to definitely say, I mean, we always like to have fun in in on this uh, show and uh, entertain you and educate you, right? Because I learned a lot. But don't discard or don't um, what's the word? Dismiss. Don't dismiss. Yes. If you're having those issues, that actually could be a more serious um, sign of you having some cognitive decline and issues in your brain. So if you're experiencing this long-term, please go get it checked and looked at because that is not normal and that's your mm-hmm. body alerting you. What was the smell that you smelled for those months? Usually it was uh, burned. I would smell, you know how when you're burning those sparklers yes. for 4th of July? Yes. I, that's what I would smell. Ugh. And I would be, I would ask my kids and I would ask whoever's around, do you smell that? And they wouldn't. And I would be in the car driving and I would smell it. And, and people are funny because people who are superstitious would be like, that's your grandfather. Did he used to smoke cigarettes? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let's pretend it is, but I still need to get this checked out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So did you get it checked out? No, I didn't because it went away. (laughs) (laughs) You're like advising people. Okay. Listen, everybody, listen, listen, audience, (laughs) you need to get it checked out. Did you know? No, no, I didn't. (laughs) Well, this, it lasted a few months and then it went away. Mm -hmm. I hope it's not, you know, uh, Something that is is wrong with my brain, but uh, only time will tell. If it comes back, I I guess that that would be the indicator. Okay, then this is something serious to get checked out. Exactly. But it the point is that all these things are designed for our pleasure and protection. I I would say yes. Having said that, all right. Our inspo quote of the day is I love this one. Guests like fish. <laughs> Begin to smell after three days. <laughs> My mother-in-law used to tell us, tell uh, say that to us all the time. So, and so, if you would like to be a part of our show, we would love to hear from you. You can ask us questions and share your story. We'll give you our unfiltered, unprofessional, and unqualified advice. Record an audio clip and send it into that's why show at gmail.com. Okay. So find us on Instagram and Facebook at that's why show. Our episodes are everywhere, so please follow, subscribe, and write us a And with that, peace, love, and dark chocolate. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Yeah.